Praise the Lord. Come on, do better now. Come on, praise the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. What a wonderful God we serve. He is worthy to be praised. Welcome to, good to be back, good to be back, family. And I tell you, um, traveling is cool, but it's nothing like coming home. Um, please keep, um, keep, please keep new seasons in prayer. Keep me in prayer. Um, there's um, a lot of times you'll start something and you don't realize you ever have a dream and the dream starts coming to come to pass? And you ask yourself, do I really want this dream? Um, God is really doing God is really doing something with the global network. Um, it's come sometimes it gets overwhelming. And I, and I've, I've always pastored pastors, but now I'm pastoring a lot of pastors. And so now I got their weight. I got you guys. I got my own life. So pray for a brother, all right? Pray for your pastor because um, I'm. Once if you know about me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real. Y'all are family. I'm going to be transparent. Now, y'all need to pray for me, okay, because I, I didn't realize the weight of some of the guys who are submitting to the, the thing about being part of the network, some of the stuff they're going through. You know how you always, you always assume that someone's doing good until they actually talk to you. And so since I became a bishop, these guys are actually talking to me now, and I'm going, good night. And, um, and that weight of that ministry and, and God is, able, God, what God is doing for us as a family, um, it just weighs heavy on me. So please pray for me that I can say the right words, do the right things, and continue to be the right kind of leader because um, I don't want to mess this up, okay? I really don't want to mess this up. So let's pray. Spirit of the living God, let your rain drop from heaven fall fresh upon your people. Spirit of the living God, let your rain drop from heaven fall fresh upon your word. Spirit of the living God, let your rain drop from heaven revive your servants this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see through me to see your son, the Father, in case they stop at the servant. Please send the servant. And to a detour sign, I may show them the way of the cross. Because, God, there's absolutely nothing about me. This is completely all about you. God, completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me. I pray for two things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. Oh, God, I pray for spirit of change. Let people who are challenged and convicted by your word, they will be changed by the same power that's saying, Lord, let your spirit have the right of way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, let's read our scripture this morning. I'll say the, I'll say the parts that are, that, are, that are regular. You say the parts that are bold. Every part of scripture is God breathed and showing us truth, correcting, training us to live God's way through the word and shaped up for the I have an assignment from God. I have an assignment from God. You got to believe that today because that's my goal to give you the assignment. Um, this is our Women's Month, and we've got a series called Power and Authority. Okay? Um, women have power. The definition of power is the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way, the capacity or influence to wreck or influence the behavior of others over the course of events. The power speaks, I will do anything to help in my power to help you. Power is given to women. Women have power. Okay? In 1 Peter 3, we have power. But men have authority. The power or right to give orders, make decisions. In other words, here's a, here's the part about, um, and, and next next month I'm I'm really dive into this. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna preach Ruth for June. I'm gonna preach I'm gonna preach the Book of Ruth from a man's perspective. I never I never did that before. So while I was away, God said flip it. So I've been reading Boaz, and 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 I'm a, so I'm a, I'm gonna preach Ruth from a man's perspective next June. I'm, I'm trying to have some fun with that. 
So yeah, so start reading Ruth now, guys, and uh, see if you can see the same thing I'm seeing. Um, the power of the righteous given to us. We have power. Both of us have power. But authority is given to us from the family to lead, to influence others, especially because of one's commanding manner, one's recognized knowledge about something. He has the natural authority of one who has been used to being obeyed. Authority is given to us that we, and because of that authority, we submit to the, the weight of that power should overwhelm a man. Most men take the authority and abuse it. The weight I'm going through now is the authority churches have given me. This weight is like good night. So it's not like I want to go around and just start ruling this, this authority. It's like, God, you give me this authority. It's speaking to a lot of these people. And that weight is incredible. But what I'm talking about today we have, we, is, is the, pr- the priority of a godly woman. We talked about the power. We talked about the passion. We talked about the provision last week. And this week, we're going to wrap this thing up and talk about the priority of a godly woman. Priorities. Priorities are important. How you, how you set up your life and your structure is based upon your priorities. You can't blame nobody if you don't get something done. It's because you didn't put in what? And you didn't prioritize it. Okay? So I got a real, real good story, a real good story in the Bible that, that kind of illustrates um, how, how you have to put things in priority. If not, you wind up finding yourself distracted by so, much, so many other things and you miss the presence of God. Well, in Luke chapter 10, so everybody go to Luke chapter 10. Lesson today is in Luke chapter Everybody got the handouts? Everybody got your handouts? Ushers, handouts, please. Ministers, get your handouts. Okay, you're going to run get the handouts right now. <laughs> so I walk a little slower. So now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, and uh, who also sat at Jesus' feet and healed and heard his words. Now, Mary and Martha was also Lazarus' sister. Okay, they, they were a very influential family in this village. They, they, they had some weight, they had some prestige, and Martha, her job as being the elder sister, welcomed him into the home. He was on a guest, she, was, she, she welcomed him, and normally when Jesus came to see Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they always sat at his feet. But this time when he came, he brought the 12 with him, and the crowd came on, and Mary and Martha had to be busy about doing things of hospitality, taking care of things, because Martha was a guest. This wasn't at n- Jesus usually went to her house at night for a place to stay for resting time. But today, he came in the afternoon around dinner time and have a meal. And so it threw Martha off. And so all of a sudden, Martha had just her, Lazarus, and Mary. All of a sudden, here comes Jesus with Jesus, the 12, a crowd. It's, like, it's almost like being at your house and you're expecting dinner for three. Also, you got dinner for 25. Wouldn't that drive you crazy, ladies? <laughs> and, you, and, you, and, you, and, and your husband going, well, is there, you know, is there a problem? So instead of him helping you, he's there sitting at the guy who's eating. That's not right. Well, women with godly priorities are, dicta- are, are, are dedicated to the word. Women with godly priorities, I notice how she was at his feet. She didn't care about the normal stuff. Because why? Who was there? Jesus. And, and Jesus, needs to be our, Jesus needs to be our priority, period. She, wasn't, she didn't care about getting the meal ready. <laughs> she didn't care about getting dishes, getting place ready. 
She said, Jesus is here. And nothing in her mind was more important than taking care of than sitting at Jesus and hearing his word. And women who have godly priorities, they are dedicated to the word. You can't get them trumped up and, and messed up because they're so word-based, you can't get them to do things outside the word. Because why? They love the word. Women who love women who are, who are, who are godly priorities understand that, that without the word, they can't live their life whole. They need the word. It's what guides them. Um, in Proverbs 8, it says, Bless the man, this is from the message translation, bless the man, bless the woman who listen to what? Awake and, and ready for me each morning, alert and responsive as I start my day's work. When you find me, you are what? Real life. To say nothing of what? Look at this quote I got. I got, got cool. God show me what I prioritize above my time with you. Whatever I depend on instead of you. Help me assess my priorities this week and keep prayer at the top of what? I want you, I, I, I'm trying to find these, 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 these visual images are sometimes, when I read about God, show me how, how, what, I, what, ha, what have I prioritized above my time with you. Let me ask you that question. What have you put above God's time with you? What do you place... Here's something I'm going to give with the guys. Guys, what have you placed above your family? What have you placed above your family, your, 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 your kids, your wife, your home life? What do you put above that? These things you need to ask yourself every single day. Because without the end of the day, that's it. That's it. Nintendo doesn't grow up. Xbox doesn't grow up, but your kids do. <laughs> you know, I saw my grandkids this weekend in Philly. My oldest, well, my second oldest grandchild is getting ready to go to junior high school. I'm like, good night. He's, he's doing, he's like a little, has a little tie on. He's going to get a little graduation to junior, junior high next month. I'm going to see this. I'm going. I remember when I held. I remember when he came out the womb. I cut the cord. And now this little kid like, "Hey, Papa, what the heck?" <laughs> I'm like, "What is going on here?" And I ask myself, as I'm getting older, he'll get less time with me. And how much time have I poured into my kids, my grandkids, my next generation? My daughter came every single day for the every single she came five days straight for the revival and she hung out with me. We hung out and, and I'm realizing I got as I'm getting older, there's less of my time I have left. And if God blesses, she should live a lot longer than me, but I'm gonna be gone. If I don't pour my life into her and to my kids and my family, when I'm gone, guess what? I'm gone. I got a bunch of stuff I didn't get done. Ephesians says this here. In him you also trust after you heard the word of God, a truth. The gospel of your salvation, in whom you believe. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Once you hear God's word and you get it, there is nothing, there's nothing that should move you from that word. It's so powerful, so impacting. I mean, let me tell you something. When I got saved, and, and when I really, really got saved, I mean, 
How many y'all know? How many y'all know the difference between coming to Christ and then getting saved? <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people that come to Christ. I don't know a lot of people that are saved. Being saved means you you laid aside every weight. You 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 made up in your mind. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to do this thing the way the word says, and nothing's going to pull me from it. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to justify things. I'm going to live a life of faith in God, period. Saved people think different. We act different. We don't, we, we vote different. We, 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 we rationalize things different. Because why? Our, Christ, our, our faith, check, check, this, check this quote out. In order to say yes to your priorities, you have to be willing to say what? When you're saved, and you're going to the, you're at the feet of Jesus, like, like, like Mary was. She said no to, to, to the setting up the table. She said no to the things that she should. She said no. She said no, no. There's nothing more important than me sitting because what? Jesus kept telling them I'm going to die. He said, you're not going to have me. You, I'm, I'm not going to be here all the time. You, you need to hear what I'm saying because I'm leaving really soon. So she wanted to get every word that he was saying. Nothing was more important than hearing what Jesus said. You know what, beloved? I'm realizing every single day that life is not promised. You know what I'm saying? I'm realizing every day that every, how many know every day is a gift from God? This morning, give this morning, I said, Lord, thank you for another day. Now, listen, I'm, 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 one of, I'm the kind of guy that, that, that if, I go to, if I die, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm good. I don't know what the, I'm, I'm going to be in heaven. I'm good. But I got to realize when I die, there's going to be some people left behind. They might be as happy as I am because they don't know where I'm going. But I do, they don't, they don't, they don't, they have, they've never been to heaven, and they still battling it. Is it real? Well, I, d- I believe it's real. I'm, I'm going to have a great time, and y'all did what y'all did with y'all. Cry about 30 days and go find another pastor. But, I, <laughs> but I'll be good. I'll be in heaven hanging out. I'm good with that, but I realize, have I poured my life into people enough? And you want to leave. I know, I know what Paul says, if I say I'm good, if I leave, I'm good. But I say because you need me. But in order to say yes to some things, I've got to say no to some things. I'm looking at my, tra- my travel time, my priorities to you guys and to the, mi- and to the, to the pastors. I'm going, Lord, what's the weight? What's the balance? And that's why the next thing is, 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 is important. Godly women, women with godly priorities aren't distracted by what? Worry. Get your hand out, get your hand out, distracted by worry, distracted by worry. You know what? Worry can wear you out. I mean, nobody worry can wear you out. And um, when I was studying for this, 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 this lesson, um, the, the verse we're looking at, verse 30, 40, look, look what it says. It says, Martha was distracted. With much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, now the, 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 the text is incredible. Jesus is sitting there teaching. The crowd around him, he's, he's, he's crowded in the, in the room, he's teaching. And Martha comes busting in the door. She, she interrupts him and says, Dude, Lord, um, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. It's like, it's like I'm preaching the word of God, and someone says, excuse me, pastor, what the bathroom? Uh, over there. <laughs> you would expect to ask somebody else, don't ask me, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. Jesus was teaching, he was going for it, and she just busts in the door, upset, Lord, don't you care 
My sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, because you do, listen, and she, she does it in a way that's so funny. She said, therefore, tell her to help me. Since you care about me, God, <laughs> go tell her to get this right. Not would you, could you, since you, since you do care about me, because I'm Martha, tell my sister, my little sister, get up here and help me out. And <laughs> look, 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 look at this, this, this um, the word cumbersome. I, got, I, I wrote, it's in, it's, in, it's in your notes, but I, I, want, you, I want you to have it and go back and study it. In the King James is the word, in King, in King James is cumbered, and New King James is distracted. It's from the Greek word pasipo, which means to be drawn away here and there. To be what? Wrapped up. To be what? Overoccupied. Is in a perfect is an imperfect tense, which means she was what? Once y'all learn this stuff, I'm, I'm, every time you say, every time I, I say something, there's an imperfect tense. It means it means continually over, over. She was always distracted. She always had her priorities wrong. She always was doing something. She here's the bad part. She had good intentions, but what? Bad actions. A lot of people got. A lot, I know a lot of people have great intentions, but really bad actions. This woman, this woman wants. She, she Mary, maybe Martha loved Jesus. She loved the Lord. But guess what? She guess what? She loved a lot of other stuff. This, this, um, as I say, this, this was what made this difficult for me was um, take take this quote I got from the record. About to get into that, my child. <laughs> I got this. Remember. So now, so here I am, Pastor Mike, I'm studying, I'm studying, for, the brief, studying for this good message, and um, I'm stressing about the global network, and I find this quote. <laughs> God says, uh, you worry way too much. <laughs> Remember I got this? Uh, so a lot of stuff, a lot of, while I'm preparing this message for you guys, guess who's, pre- guess who's getting preached to? <laughs> God says, uh, you do know I got this, right? You worrying so much. She was overwhelmed with worry. Then here's a good verse in Matthew. Um, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Not be so preoccupied with getting so you can't respond to what? I mean, how many times we, we get so caught up in doing, we fail to realize how much God has blessed us with? I mean, I didn't think I would get past 50, past 22. I'm going to turn 51. I was hoping to have one kid. I got four and nine grandchildren and one more on the way. I have 10. If everything goes well, I'm going to have 10 grandkids in August. It's a good night. My goal is 12. My son is supposed to take care of that. But be praying for AJ to get married soon and bring me, bring me two more. I want a dozen. I want a whole Abraham tribe. <laughs> but here I am, worried about something. God says, um, you do know, you thought you were going to get past 20. I gave you t- 20 more years. You thought you were going to have any kids. I gave you four. Plus, you got nine grandkids. You get so wrapped up in, in, in this stuff, you forget to realize how blessed you already are. You used to go up and not having money, realize, you know, the lights are on. There's food in the cupboard. <laughs> Got a couple pair of shoes. 
I'm not doing too bad, God. Because you're so caught up in just doing stuff. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. And the text says, but you know both God and how he works. See, one thing about Christians, we forget how God works. God allows sometimes stress and stuff. Let me show you what stress um, can get you doing sometimes when you don't learn to put in the right perspective. You ever been there? I mean, Psalms 127 says this here. It says, it's useless to rise up early and go to bed late. And the work of what? Work of worries bring us to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? She should have been asleep, shouldn't she? She should have been asleep, relaxing, enjoying life. Nah, she was stressed the heck out. She was consumed. She was distracted. She was just totally just good night. <laughs> but you know what? Is that, anybody, is that anybody in here? Where sometimes life just hits you and you're just like, ah. 
and you don't really know why it's an odd moment, but it, it is, and, you, and you're kind of just stressing out, and, 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 and guess what? No one else gets it, but they're on they the receiving end of the stress, you know, and it's just kind of, and you're just kind of overwhelmed. You know, as I watched that clip, I'm going, good night, she's typing. And I love when she said distracted, then she went back to the dog to, to, to clean supplies. And, <laughs> and, and, and she, she had played that thing out in her head. Look, check this quote out right quick. See what you have in life is giving God the first part of your day. The first priority of decision. And the what? And she had calmed down. Say, God, you got this. I found that a lot of people will say, God, you got it, but don't give it to them. You know, and, and, I, I, and I really want you to give your life to God. Because <laughs> if you do, you'll really have a happy life. You know, and, and again, you know, God was, I'm bad. I, was, I, was, I was that woman last night. I almost called the minister and said, man, you need to preach this morning. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, uh, I'm typing this thing. I'm trying to figure this thing. I'm going, ah, forget it. Then I just calm, just, you know, just, I just calmed down, took a deep breath, got me some Chinese food, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was okay. Talked to the Lord again, and because at the end of the day, uh, the, the, net, the last point I want to talk to you is, um, with godly priorities are devoted to the what? Move God now, I could have got a different word, but this word matches where I'm going. So the way means Jesus. Because he said, he said look, look, look at the text. He said, Jesus answered and said to Martha, 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 you are worried and what? Troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what? Which would not be what? Check, check this quote out. The most important things in life aren't what? I would give anything to hear my mom's voice again. She's been gone for three years now. And give anything. I'm trying to find... She gave, she gave me a voicemail before she passed. I'm trying to find that voicemail so I can just hear her voice. Critical. Most important things aren't the stuff that I got her house. I blessed her. I wasn't, you know, when I got, she was extremely happy about this. But those things didn't mean nothing to just knowing that she was, that I loved her. She loved me. Because look what the Bible says. The Bible says, um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and what? No one comes to the what? That's it. And Mary was at the place that she should be, at the feet of Jesus. Look at the next quote, I got you. There's only one thing required to change your life. What? Are you willing to put aside all the junk, all the stuff, and sit at the feet of Jesus. And the only one who can do that is who? You. 
And there's only one thing you require your, your life to, your, to change your life. Are you willing to do it? Do what it takes. Because look, look at the word of God. Scripture says, now the ones that fell on thorns are those who, when they have heard, so you hear the word, go out and what? And are choked with the cares, the riches, pleasures of this life, and bring no what? This, this verse means that it's a parable of, of, the, of, the, of the sower and the seed. And he said, the, there, there is God's word will go into people's lives. And they come to, <laughs> when, I, when, I'm, when I'm up here preaching, I can tell when my seed is, is being thrown on thorns. Because you, 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 you look really glazy eye. You look kind of like this here. You're wondering about, I wonder, is, I wonder is, is, is the food going to burn when I get home? I wonder if I, did I, did I pay the bill that. And, and it, you're here, but you're not here. I wonder what, I wonder if my boss going to, am I, can I get my report done tomorrow? Have you, have you told, but, you, but you're doing your duty. This is a duty to you. This is something you need to do. It's a duty. So you're here. So, so you're, you're, you're checking that box off, but you're really not engaged. This kind of like, because why? The cares, the riches, all that stuff has got you so choked up. As I'm giving you the word, you're like going, you're going all over the place, but you're not getting it. Then you come to see me two months later going, Pastor, I'm struggling. Why? And then I'm saying, you know, I preached about that last month. You wouldn't, I was there, I didn't get it, I didn't hear that. You're right, you didn't hear it. Because you're what? Getting choked with the cares, the riches, the pleasures, and no fruit. There was no fruit to maturity. You didn't grow. And one thing about preaching and, and teaching God's people is my desire is that you would grow. <laughs> to see the people, to see people at the same place they were last week and, and a month before and two years ago really depresses me. I'm going to go, God, am I not teaching here now? Then I realize the verse says, nah, not you. They're being choked by this stuff. Another quote I found. One thing I desire. One thing I desire of the Lord. That I what? That I may dwell in the what? All the days of my life. To behold what? To inquire his temple. Now listen, am I saying be, be at church all day? No. I am saying be in love with God all day. Look, here's the last quote. No, no, oh yeah, that's right. Just, yeah, go, give, give, give me the quote. I'm going to go back to that. Hello. If I give you one thing in life, I will give you the ability to see yourself through my eyes. Only then would you realize how special you are to me. Love God. I make that one up. <laughs> and I believe God would say that. Remember I tell you about with the apple of God's eye? Bless be a blessing. God is saying, if, I, if, if the church I, I went to in Philly, I gave them my three pillars. The three pillars, you know, the apple guy's eye, I gave, I gave to him, and I gave him in, in like a little card. One way, like hotcakes, he was snatching them up. And they said, I put it on my on my fridge, on my mirror, so when I'm brushing my teeth, I say it all the time. She said, Guess what? It's working. I went to work today, and I felt empowered by God that I realized I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm the apple of God's eye, and I'm able to come come and shake my hand and say, Please come back. I didn't realize that I was the apple of God's eye. I didn't realize that God wants to bless me the way I am. If 
I give you one thing in life, I'll give you the ability to see yourself through my eyes only. Then would you realize how special you are to me? If you would realize how great, how awesome you are to God, where you are, what you've done, all that stuff, everything you, everything, everything about life. This is what's cool. Everything about life that you've been through, that you struggled, you went through, all those experiences, all that stuff, God used to make the great you that you are today, that you can help somebody else become even better because now you survived it. Where other people quit and ran away. You what? Hung in there, survived. So guess what? Now God can use you to help other people do what? Survive. Because, go back to Psalm 27, 5, for in the time of trouble, he shall what? Intervene. In the secret place of tabernacle, he shall hide me, he shall set me what? When I put my complete trust in God, he takes care of me. Because why? I'm special to God. So I want you to realize that as, I, as we get you. You are special to God. You are absolutely one of the most important things in the world to God. You're his child. And when you can get that, when you can really stop wrestling with that understanding like that, that someone loves you so much and sent the only begotten son to die for you and really believe that he sent someone to die for you because you are such an amazing person. The stuff in life, the glitter, the all that junk won't make sense. Why? You are so caught up that someone loves you that much. Loves you just the way you are. Say, 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 God loves me just the way I am. I, I, I stopped trying to have people change me a long time ago. You know why? I said, since God made me this way, he's no, he knows more than you do. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is how God made me, so leave me alone. Why should I change something that God made? This is it. You don't like it? Give up to God. This is the way it is. So, beloved, listen, get your priorities right. Get your focus right. Get things in order. God loves you. I, I have no doubt in my mind that God loves you. And when you embrace that, the stuff of life that's distracting you will go away. And pretty soon, all this stuff starts making sense. And when it makes sense, you're like, oh, I got it now, Lord. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for me. So I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray that, that, that you would not be caught up. You get some priorities in your life. You get some focus in your life that will help you get to a place where you need to be. Because I, really I really want you to tap into everything God has for you. You can't do that. Our God is priority. Let's pray. Father God, thank you this morning. God, there might be someone here this morning who don't have God of priority. They have caught, they're caught up in everything else but you. Today, God, I, I pray that they heard this message, and today they will make you their priority. You'll be number one in their life. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, there's someone here this morning, and God is not it. You don't even know God. Today, you want to come to know God. You want to know him through his son, Jesus Christ. 
you're here this morning, you need to know Christ as your Savior at your seat. You got to do to start the journey. Just raise your hand. Say, Pastor Norman, I, I, I need Jesus Christ. I've tried everything else, and I'm tired. I really need Jesus Christ. If you need Jesus this morning, just raise your hand, and we'll start the process with you. Now, it ain't a quick overnight thing. It's a process and a journey. And we promise to walk with you in the way. If you're here this morning, you need to come and know Christ as your Savior. Just raise your hand, and we'll walk with you in the way. Secondly, you may have been in church your whole life. You kind of strayed away. And this morning, you want to come back home. You've been running my prodigal son, my prodigal daughter, but today you want to come home to God and, and get it back together. If you're here this morning, you want to come back home, would you please raise your hand? And thirdly, you want to have a church home. You see, in church, we're not perfect by no means of imagination. We, we have problems from the pulpit to the back door. One thing we will do at this church, I guarantee, we will press towards the mark of a high calling Christ. We will die trying for you a long time possible. And we will believe about you the way God believes about you. God said you are fearfully one for made. God said you're the apple of his eye. God's word said you are blessed to be a blessing. And we will believe that about you until the day you die. Because that's what God says you are. And I would love to be a part of you. You're this morning, you don't have a church home. In this season, you're home. Would you please raise your hand this morning and come be part of our family? Father God, bless those who are here. Bless those who will need to hear your word. Father, bless this church in an amazing way. Help us to do, help us to be about the business of you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Um, we will, um, Deacon Paul, can you put this in a, in a folder? So the Ara- I'm, I'm coming tonight to preach at the Arabic church. I'm going to speak this to them tonight. I want them to get this. Okay, cool. Listen, I mean it. When I asked you this earlier this morning, please pray for me. All right? I am, I am, I'm only as strong as the weakest prayer. I need everyone's prayers. I am not some superhuman pastor that, that flies around a cape. It's not me. I'm flesh and blood. I'm human. I make mistakes. And your prayers keep me covered. The Bible says when the, when the hedge is down, the serpent strikes. You're my hedge. You don't, when you don't pray, when you don't, when you don't guard your spot, serpent strikes. So I need you to be, be, on, be on point. If God puts you in your part, if you, you, you hang out one day and, and God says, pray for pastor's peace, just start praying for pastor's peace. God says, you know, pray, for, I feel like pastor's going through some stuff. Pray, pray. If, if you don't need to know, you don't need to know what's going on. If God put on you to pray, just start praying. Because the serpent is trying to strike the hedge, and you, I need you as a hedge protector for me and my ministry, okay? Because we do this together. As much as y'all need me, guess what? I need y'all, all right? So I love you guys. See you Wednesday night, and may God bless you. Take care now.